Welcome, everybody, to Making Enemies. I'm Chris. With me again are Russ. What's up, man? And Dave. Hey. And we are going to close out our uh, top 10 Metallica song list today. Um, if you've been listening, hopefully you've been listening to the first, at least first two episodes uh, of our countdown and not just, like, I want to hear the top three songs. That's boring. Don't do that. Um, we've uh, enlisted the help of some of our friends, uh, returning guest Mitch Metalhead. Welcome, Mitch. Whoopity doopity. <laughs> Never letting us down. And of course, Mike, first timer. How are you feeling about being on the pod, my guy? It's feeling good. Oh, Love it. Happy to hear that. Um, not coming back, but but it's been good. <laughs> One and done. Three and done. Um, yeah, for you, the listener, uh, this is probably happening over the course of some amount of days for us. It is one long, interminable hellhole that we've dug ourselves into, uh, spending all day long talking about Metallica songs. I'm so done. I'm just going to tell you my top three right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, again, they shout them into the microphone. Well, you did fall asleep on the last episode. So. <laughs> We're going to all say our top three at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Two minute pod. <laughs> uh, so a, a welcome back to the listener welcome back to our guests um as i mentioned in the last episode if you're into metal metal if you're into metal stuff metal uh we've been doing a bunch of heavy metal themed episodes this calling it this season uh so go back we've got top 90s metal albums best of 2021 stuff that we did uh russ flexes at one point which is pretty cool uh, and some other stuff <laughs> and um <laughs> Let's see. Last time we went through seven through four. So we're down to our top three. And look, like we could just get into it, but that's that's not fun. We're gonna we're gonna vamp a little bit. We're gonna bullshit yeah. some more. You're gonna get to know us. You get to know us. And what we like and what we don't like and why. <laughs> we're very clear and vocal about it. <laughs> and when you don't like the same stuff as us, you're a piece of shit. Yes. I thought that was gonna go over better. Uh, so what you cut I, out? We didn't hear you. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. really? Damn. Yeah, you were like, "You're shrit." <laughs> oh no! And you're like, "Why didn't that? Why didn't that land?" Got, like no reaction. <laughs> so before we get into our top threes, I want to know from you guys, like, because we hadn't really talked about it too much. What were sort of like your selection criteria? Like, did you set any sort of like rules, gates, guardrails, or otherwise for songs you're going to pick? Like Mike and Mitch, like, did you guys have, because this could get unruly, right? They've got a lot of amazing songs. Did, was there anything that you used to kind of help you narrow it down? So I, I found the exercise extremely difficult. I hated every moment of it, trying to pick like 10 best Metallica songs because there's like 30 of them. Um, so the way, the, the way I ended up narrowing it down was like, could I live with never hearing this song again? And that's, <laughs> that's how, that's how I ended up like cutting and culling the, the field of like different, like Metallica songs. Um, a little and, extreme. Yeah. A little extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I ended up with my top 10. I knew in the back of my head, I was like, it's going to be songs from their first five albums. There's no point in listening to anything else. But I was like, what the hell? I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll listen to the other albums just in case there's some gems on there like I'm just not aware of. 
So I did re-listen to Load, Reload, Saint Anger, and then I stopped. So that's about as far as I could get through their second half of their catalog. So Mitch, your only sort of rubric was like, these are my like sort of Desert Island Metallica songs. Like what would those have to be? Yeah, that that was basically it, yeah. Isn't it Deserted Island? What did I say? Desert Island. Oh. Well, the island is a desert. A desert island <laughs> is deserted. How many S's are there? Uh, it's two different things. Anyway. Well, there's, there's the dessert. <laughs> That's where <laughs> Mitch Metalhead wants to live. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking cruel. Mike, what about you? Do you want to live on a desert, desert island? <laughs> D- deserted island. <laughs> So I think for me, it was part part nostalgia, oh part God. like gut feel, gut reaction. Like oh, I've listened to this song a million times. I just know I love Dire Z, for instance. I didn't really have to think about it that much. And then part was like, what songs do they just display this like mastery of their craft? They're just like epic. It's just like precision. Like, um, like did I know Unforgiven was one of my top 10 songs coming in? Like, I don't think so. But I knew like certain other songs were like blackened or something like that. So a little bit of both. I feel like for like, I did it the exact opposite way that Mitch did it. Like Mitch, the way you describe you're doing it sounds excruciating. <laughs> to me. Meaning, like to to like have every single song be its own kind of really heart wrenching decision, and then go to the next one. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad way. I just went a much more efficient way of doing this, which was I had. I took the first five albums. I culled that down to a list of 28 songs pretty quickly. And then I let the lift alone, came back the next day. And I just, I, I have two rankings, rank one and rank two. Rank one is just an A or a B. Is this an eight? Is it, is it like of this, just does that song emotionally, whatever it is, is it clear cut instinct? Is that an A song or is it a B song? I did that. It took me maybe 30 seconds. I ended up with 11 songs. I'm like, well, all right. I'm not even looking at the rest of them. And I sorted those 11 songs. And that's kind of, <laughs> and that's kind of how I did it. As far as the order, obviously it's a bit more challenging. But as far as culling it down, it was pretty quick. Yeah, Russ, what about you? Do you have any particular way to go about it? I mean, I, I did my best to avoid the kind of like anguish that Mitch Metalhead was talking about. Because I knew this is be the this is probably the hardest of all the lists to, to like create a top ten because like I like like fifty songs I love like 50, 60 songs by this band so like how am I gonna pick ten so eventually I was just after listening to the albums I just I made a list of but I think fifteen songs at the at the very end and then I just had to just make a list or and order them out of the top ten of those um, so. I tried to make it as enjoyable as possible by re-listening to all the songs and not make it as like heart-wrenching as it could be. And I mean, that was kind of the whole deal with starting to do these lists in the beginning was just to like have a blast going back listening to fucking like songs you haven't heard in 10 years or something. Like Kill Em All. I don't, I don't know when I listened to that album last. And that's... I have a question for... I have a question that that's... It's somewhat rhetorical, but I don't know. You're not going to be able to answer it. If you were to take your top 10, and then if I handed you, here's the top 10 songs that you 
per number of listens you have actually given each one songs? Mm. How closely would those line Ooh. up? It's a good question. Um, yeah, I would. I would think it would line up pretty well, except there would probably be one, like three, out of that bunch that wouldn't be on there. Like, say, Phantom right. Lord. I doubt that's on my top Metallica listen songs. But when I went right. back and listened to them, I'm like, this. I love this song. I'm like, why do I not listen to it? I'm an idiot. So, in the end, it made the list. Yeah, I mean, like, I, similar, I guess, to Russ and Dave. I, actually, Dave, it's kind of funny to mention your list. I also went through the albums and just sort of quickly picked, like, I know this has to be on. I know this one. I know this one. Like, minimum two, maximum, like, five, I guess, on any given album. Um, and I ended up with 28 songs. However, wow. I will say, I, you know, became aware of this stuff in the 1990s. So I was like, I am going to make sure that there are songs from Load and Reload represented on my long list. There are songs on there that I really like. Like, don't get me wrong. They're not my favorite albums of all time, but there are songs on there that I really, really like. And I almost trolled this list and put uh, a Reload song on at number 10. But I knew that this would not be a pleasant day or experience in general if I did that. I knew that. And it wasn't like a guarantee. It wasn't like, oh, this has to be in my top 10, but it was close. I will say that. So, um, okay. yeah, I had the list of, of 28 songs. And then I kind of like eyeballed it, moved them around. I was like, no, this one has to be above that one. This one has to be above that one for really an arbitrary reason. Like, I think maybe that's what I was trying to get to initially, and I'm not sure any of us ever really nailed it down of like, why would you know, uh, Damage Inc. be above Dyer's Eve for whatever reason. Like, I don't know. It's just the, however the mood strikes you, I guess, when you're trying to pick them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no other way yeah. to do it. So, um, so it's really weird. Did you all literally have 28 songs? Because I had 28 songs. Are you fucking too. serious? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> It'd be interesting to compare that list of 28 and see if it's the same. <laughs> Send you guys my Spotify playlist. It's, def it's definitely not the same, but it's it's it, yeah, twenty. It's definitely twenty eight for me too. It's weird. That's strange. I didn't. You had ten. <laughs> you knew ten. You knew your ten immediately. You said he had, no. You said he had fifteen. Yeah. I just counted up. Like my short list was not twenty eight. I could add like thirteen more if you want. <laughs> <laughs> really fast. I love fitting in. Were there any? What uh, what was one? I mean, we've kind of touched on in some of the other episodes. Were there any songs that you really were like bummed out that didn't you? You had to like exclude. Oh yeah, hell yeah, I, yeah. You got everyone has to feel that way. Yeah, right. Especially with this band. I mean, there's a reason we left this till the end. As we mentioned in a previous pod, we had done several bands over the years, um, where we listed our top ten, and this one. I think this one probably had the most ones I was like, fuck, I can't include the song. But that's why lists are cool. <laughs> it forces you to Some make a people, decision. Yes, yes. You have to like, you have to be like, fuck, I can't put Bread Fan in. So that was part of my selection too. I know you asked this in the beginning. Um, I made a decision to not include cover songs. So there you go. Yeah. That's a rule. Everybody has their own you know, rules. But if yeah. you love the, I think, I feel like if you love the song enough, it's totally okay though. 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, like I mentioned before, I my if you were to ask me like randomly in the street, what's your favorite Metallica song? I would have said Phantom Lord, Freight Ends of Sanity. And it didn't make my top 10. So it, it's, yes, I have a lot of songs that I'm very disappointed did not make the list. So can I call out like just the couple that have already been mentioned by other people that didn't make mine, even though we haven't done it in totality yet? No, please don't. No, yeah, go. Okay. <laughs> so Fight Fire with Fire was on my short list, but didn't make it. Bread Fan was on it, didn't make it. Uh, Blackened. Didn't. And the shocker, Master of Puppets. Oh, man. Brutal. Wow. But this, that's the thing. It's fucking Metallica. Like, so many fucking good songs I, I had to choose. So, And the, the catalog is go. gigantic, right? Like, the first, yeah. like, it's not like they had four albums and each album has two hits, right? Yeah. Like, the first four albums have are 85% hits. <laughs> like, yes, yes. What are you supposed to exactly. do with that? Like, it's, it's so difficult. And, Again, Mike and I were talking about it during the week, and I, I actually found that my top five was really easy, but then six to ten was the impossible task. Because how I think it's easier to say like this is my favorite, or I like this almost as much as this, but then to say like this is number eight and this one is number eleven, like it almost exactly. becomes arbitrary. Um so yes, I will say yes. to go back to my selection thing, like I did want to include some stuff that I didn't think other people would have but that I felt confident in putting on the list anyway. Mm -hmm. um, just for the sake of content, baby. Give me that content. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would feel like the only super strong opinion would be the list that we're about to get to. Like, I feel like all of us probably have a supreme attachment to the these final three. Like, we feel confident, like, these are the ones we like the most. Right. Right, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, like once right. you get to this level, it's probably like, okay, I feel yeah. good about my picks. Like there, no, right. question, no question level. Did, did anybody else go through like their entire catalog or albums they don't normally listen to and found some surprises that they liked? No. <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I have. I can't say that. Going through these albums, it wouldn't be like going through early in Flames albums. I'm just, I'm just, I know these albums so well um, that I think it, 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 it would be hard for me to say like, oh, I'm surprised how much I loved whatever. Um, I mean, I could understand that, Mitch, but no. <laughs> I mean, what you're maybe getting at is like, and maybe we could save this portion because we talked about this just before we got on the mic here. Sort of like what happens post-Black Album, right? Load, yeah. Reload, Saint Anger, Death Magnetic, Hardwired. Mitch, I presumably you went through all of that. Oh, no, you said you stopped after Saint Anger. So there are two full albums that you just weren't even in contention here, weren't even like cross your mind. Yeah, so like I... As I said before, like I tried to go through like the later catalog and I remember Load because, you know, that came out soon after Black Album and was on the radio all the time and everything else. But I never really gave it a true chance. And I went back and I listened to it and I was like, you know what? More than 50% of this album, the songs are pretty good. Um, 
Are they amazing Metallica songs? No. If it was another band, would I like it? Probably. <laughs> like, um, like they're well-written songs. They're good songs. And then I went through Reload. And the first two songs, I was like, they're pretty good. And then the rest of that album was just, it was garbage. And it was just like, what? I was like, this is what I remember, like, just turning me off to the rest of, like, old, like the newer Metallica stuff. And then I put on St. Anger. And the first 30 seconds, I was just like, yep. I remember the first 30 seconds trying to listen to this and just turning it off, like, 20 years ago. And I forced myself to listen through it. And I have to say on that album, even though the production is atrocious, I kind of like the song Dirty Windows and Invisible Kid. And they're okay. The production, again, is shit. But the songwriting on those songs are pretty good. I did try to listen to Death Magnetic, but it is so overly compressed. It's not even like music. Like there's just something so wrong with that production. I, I can't I can't listen to it. Is it Andy and- Sneep? Is it Andy Sneap? <laughs> I no, don't know. It's, it's fucking. I'm just Rick, saying. It's Rick Rubin. It's so, Rick Rubin. Oh, yeah. yeah, Rick Rubin. Yeah. So, d- but late state, late era Rick Rubin when he's doesn't do anything. He just and, shows and, up and is like, music is good, <laughs> and then takes a nap. Yeah, and it's so bizarre because, like, when you think of Metallica, like the Black Album is one of the best produced albums ever. Master Puppets is like the best produced thrash album ever. Uh, Kill 'em All, like for if you think about the year that that came out, it sounds great for that year. Like it's, it's amazing. But then they also have some of the worst produced albums I've ever heard. Like from from Saint Anger, Death Magnetic. I guess arguably you could say they messed up with Injustice and stuff. So it's weird to have a band that has the extremes of like best produced and fucking worst produced. You know, so it's like. I don't know. Maybe it's just the chances that they take. Maybe every album they're like, let's do something crazy and different. And sometimes it's awesome and sometimes it sucks. They're they're taking risks and so forth. But yeah. to see those extremes in one place is unusual. Yep. Um, if, if you want to hear a better version of Death Magnetic, listen on iTunes because that is a remastered version that removed all the clipping. Um, apparently it came out in like 2015. So I actually listened on iTunes, and it's pretty good. Uh, I still don't love the production of the album, but there's zero clipping. Whereas on the Spotify version or the, the real CD or whatever, it's just atrocious. Just tons of clipping. Um, wow. I had no idea that which existed. Is, yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. I just learned about it. Shit. And it's, you should give it a try. Yeah, I mean, it's really crisp. It's a little thin still, and I still don't, don't love it, but way better. It's like the only way you really should listen to it. I don't use iTunes. I no longer have an iPod Nano. Sorry. I would say I I like two general thoughts about the trajectory of Metallica if if you were to chart that versus where our interests either stayed and then left and parting the very corny quote here of like when the Black Album came out I'm in high school Russ you're a little older than me like we have these roads diverge and we definitely took the road less traveled going down towards uh, Mitch, as you introduced to us, which was the European influence on metal. And we went hard that direction and Metallica was going a different trajectory. And so my attention and interest in metal was 
being satisfied by the likes of In Flames. And like at that moment, as a, that's where our, my musical interest went, Metallica was going that way. And as I would hear the next release, I can't say I give it like a real honest listen to be like, I'm going to really try to like this. It was like, I, it was the one listen and going, nope, this is not just a race. I'm going back over there, you know, um, and kind of never looked back. So I, even until the past couple of albums where I've like, All right, I want to try to give this a shot with some hope that, that it would, uh, they would find some of their early writing inspiration. I would say that. And then I also want to say for any band, for first off, for a band to be around this long, Amazing. It's an unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable feat. And for a band, and any band that has been around that long, they're not still writing good songs. I don't care. Any genre of music, any genre of music, from Bruce Springsteen to The Stones to whoever, Eric Clapton. Iron Maiden. Like the stuff, Iron Maiden. It, it, it doesn't matter. Like Vanilla they, Ice. There is, <laughs> there's just... It's impossible to maintain. They're like they like they mature. Their interests change. They they don't you know they have enough money to satisfy the next ten generations of their family. Like they just have different you know motivations. Perhaps I don't know. But why is Metallica like infamous uh, for having become like quote unquote bad? You're totally right. Every long running artist, ultimately their later music is just not nearly that good. And Metallica is just like widely known as being like sold out just started writing garbage. Like, I don't know. It's just a different. I feel like, because they're the poster child of an entire genre, right? Like it perhaps, I don't know. I'm just like, if you were to put Metallica next to, I don't know, name a band guys, like a different genre who's been around as long. You too. Um, you too. Okay, great. So, you take you. I cannot speak on behalf of like really being a U two aficionado. Yeah, where's this going? But I will generally, <laughs> I will generally say though that U two has not released a song that anyone gives a fuck about for a very long time. Even despite having releases of albums where they force download it to your phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like almost forgot you know, about that. Um, it's just you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Like I don't know. Is it? Is it? You know musicians or creators or artists only have so much to pull from, right? Like it makes you think like once, you know, when your whole catalog and your whole like songwriting is like based on your like teen angst and like how angry you are at the world and shit. Like once you become like a multimillionaire, like is that still going to drive you to write the same level of like music that people want to hear? I don't know. I don't know. There's a popular saying that you have your whole life to write your first album and then like a year to write your second album, right? So I, I think like maybe a similar thing has happened with them. Like, you know, not obviously their first album, but just they went through everything that they thought was awesome and creative on their first five albums and then just kind of started to, to lose momentum there. And, and I think with like Metallica, you mentioned like, why do they get called out so much? Like besides being like a genre defining band, like they were the top of the game. They're the, the number one band in metal. They're have one of the highest selling albums ever. 
Um, so they drop five places. It's noticeable and people call it out and, and so forth. So when you're at the top, the only place to go is down. And, and that's what happens. And then people like to, to use it to make fun of them and, and everything else. But like if they came out of nowhere and they didn't have those first five albums and they just released everything else, people will probably be like, oh, this is a pretty good band. I like them, you know, and, and so forth. So it's... They're just- why are we not seeing, like, why are we not seeing new bands in the thrash genre? Uh, thrash exists as a genre. Like, there was a thrash resurgence I mean, in the, just around 2010. Like, thrash is, was back for a little while. There's a band called Municipal Waste, uh, who's, like, probably the most notable of that kind of like sort of comeback. Um, I think what's 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 happening, like it's hard to really say, but the type of music metal that Metallica was playing when they were coming up and making the best albums ever was in the 1980s when musical tastes were different, right? Like, yeah. like the thing that's missing, I think, from the conversation is like the public perception of music and genres and expectations are different today than they were 10 years ago and 10 years before that and 10 years before that and 10 years before that. So like they, even if they kept putting out the same album, I think they would just have had diminishing returns. And as the biggest band in the world in 1991 through 93 or whatever, they're like, we're the biggest fucking metal band in the world, but we can't keep doing the same thing. So they took a chance and it just wasn't what people were like wanted from them at the time. And it it tanked. And like, that's when everyone started talking shit about them or whatever. But like, uh, I'm, I've gotten all twisted up in like what I fucking wanted to say about this, but but basically like they're not gonna be able to keep putting out the same stuff that they wrote when they were younger for yeah. a m- number of different reasons. They're not the same person. The culture has changed. Their lifestyle has changed. Uh, the rest of the genre has changed around them. So like we can't expect the later stuff to be as good. Um, you know, if somebody like Springsteen, right? Like he's writing basically the same style of music. It's just like less popular. He's gonna he's just gonna keep selling records to Springsteen fans, right? Like that's really what's happening with Metallica. They're right. just legacy act at this point. The the just, fact that they're still around is 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 pretty incredible. Like like Dave said, you know. But yeah. we're, we're never gonna hear like fight fire with fire again. <laughs> again. <laughs> you can't expect that. Right. That's why the best best albums of 21 list have Poppy and Wolves in the Throne Room and <laughs> Every time I die and shit like that on it, like it's well, like to Mike's same. point, to Mike's point, that's why they get dunked on. You know, like if someone is gonna rip Poppy, no one's gonna give a shit. But if you say shit about Metallica, everybody knows the name Metallica. Yeah. So that's why they get, you know, ripped probably more than a than any than another act would. I I do strongly um, believe, like if if you think like a hundred years from now, what are like five or ten bands that everybody will still know a hundred years. I think Metallica will still be in that five or 10 bands. Um, like th- they're just that genre defining that good of songwriters, everything about them, right time, right place, all that stuff. They will be around forever. Is my humble opinion about it. Whenever I, I do re- always remember, sorry. Uh, I remember to a point that I think Chris made earlier. I remember when uh, Load came out and uh, <laughs> Mike made a point. He's like, if this was any other band, they would think this is amazing. This is the fact that it's Metallica, they don't think it's good, you know? 
speaking to the quality of the music versus the well, that's, opinion that's of it interesting... based on old the older music. Well, I mean, I think I remember Mike you saying that. But that's such a great point, though. Like anything they release, it, it's it's not being held on its own. It's always being held in comparison to whatever came before or whatever you like from us. Mitch, final word on this. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think another testament to, like, the strength of Metallica's music. If you look at the audience, it's, like, 50% young people, 50% old people. It's 50% women. It's 50% men. And the fact that, like, it goes across all those, like, like a diversified audience and, like, so many different people love it and everything. It's just, it just speaks about how awesome they were for that time and the music and the writing and everything else. Um, I, I can remember playing a show. We had somebody come out to check out the band and everything. And we asked them afterwards, like, what do you think of the songs? He's like, he's like, forget about the songs. He's like, I was looking at your audience. They're all like 300 pound men who are like, like 500 to 300 pound men. Like what, why you're not going to succeed with this type of music. <laughs> and <laughs> And like ever from then, like I just remember thinking, like, oh, how many women do we have at the show? Are we gonna, are we doing any better? Like and so forth. And I think like you take a band like Metallica, the fact that they could, like any single person can listen to them and like them is just is amazing. And not very many bands can do that. All right. Well, look, uh, we we did some deep dives. We've 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 gotten our feelings out there. Made some bad jokes. We you know have regrets. Why don't we wrap up our countdown of the top Metallica songs ever? We teased in the last episode there might be some overlaps. So we may not actually spend too much time talking about the actual songs in this one. If you want more on each of those, go back to the previous ones. I think there are going to be some fresh picks in this one. So let's get back to the list. Wrap this up. Close it out. Lightning round. Yeah, it's going to turn out to be a lightning round, right? We'll see. Yeah. All right, so... Where we left off, Russ is going to take us to his number three. So why don't we get started? Russ, take it away. Okay, this one hasn't been mentioned yet. It might be on your guys' lists going forward, but I'm not sure. It is uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls is my number three. And I know this is not something that uh, Chris loves, but if you'd indulge me for a second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play part of a live version of it. Real quick. Let's see how this goes. Let's see if he, if he can hear it and it sound, if it sounds decent. <laughs> That's just an example of Cliff, the way he would like change up kind of the the way he played the the song when he did it live, which I always like listening to those versions. I mean, obviously we all know like that whole intro part is is Cliff playing his like bass on like a wah pedal. I I believe it sounds like amazing. But this is another one I would list on like the top live songs ever for kind of that reason. Um, I just this has always been one of my favorite songs. I mean, this is. The listener would not know this, but like almost 10 years ago, right? We did our top 10 metal, like metal albums of all time or top albums of all time. And Ride the Lightning is the Metallica album that I chose. And 
if you see my list, you'll understand. I had Trapped Under Ice, Fade to Black, For Whom the Bell Tolls. I just think, I just love the whole energy, the sound of this album. Um, and this is definitely, at least in my top three Metallica songs. So I just love it. I I um I will give a a live since you played a live thing, I, I, so when I last time I saw them live they they started this song they, they James introduced the song as if it was going to be their new song like you want to hear a new song from us <laughs> and they and they and they go wow. to Jason and he fucked up the intro Jesus Christ <laughs> like like almost right off the bat and James like blasted him <laughs> like jokingly but like. He's like, why don't you try that again? Oh, God. <laughs> he hates his, wow. hated his guts. Hey, this is a great song. Uh, it's not on my list. It's probably not right to compare it the way you guys have compared other songs that have come up, but like this one to me feels strangely overplayed in my mind. Like I don't get a, super excited to like go put this one on if I have the album on and plays through. I'm like, yeah, this song is fucking sick. Um, it's, it's almost too simple for me. In, to my taste, I guess the vocals are fantastic. The moments where it just like cuts out and he's it, there's just silence in the song and it comes heavy when it comes back in, like that's so cool. Um, didn't make my list. It's a great pick. This was easily you know in that in the sort of like close near misses honorable mentions type zone for me. I'd also say this is probably in the '90s. Any high school band including the one that I, that I was in with uh, a friend of ours, a friend of the pods, had a cover band. We created a band. We were playing in his basement. We would play this. And every cover band that's, that is playing this, the bass player just, just brutalizes <laughs> the intro. Like, they get the notes right, but it's like oh. a little out of tune. Ugh. You know, God. like the spirit's there. But every, this is the first song. Because to your point, it is relatively easy. So it, it seems obtainable for a lot of these uh, high school startup bands. Yeah, I mean, it's a really iconic song. The bells, the way it comes in. Chris was right. The vocals are really great. Um, but I also agree with Chris. It, it's a little basic. I mean, I don't mean that in like a insulting way. It but, is. Um, yeah, you're right. But so, yeah, I just don't think of it. I guess I'm kind of leaning towards the more progressive songs, a little more nuanced. But it's a great song. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really in contention for me. I, I also like feel about the same way Chris does. Like it's absolutely amazing song. Um, I feel like I, I just wore it out. Like I just played it too much. It's, it's like an enter Sandman to me, like great song, but I've just heard it a thousand freaking times. I don't need to hear it anymore. Um, so it's, it's, it's amazing. On the dessert Island. It's not going to make it. Well, you know, like, I was shocked that I couldn't. Get, I kept trying to get it into my top ten, and I couldn't. Um, so, but I, I do like it. it you just need a little more lube, dude. Get a more lube. Could have got it in there. You know what? Like, like this song gets played at like college football stadiums on third down or something, or like, like I feel like when, whenever a defensive stop is needed. They play this song at home. Are you sure that's not ACDC though? Or no, it it's this. this. I this promise, song. it's this. Okay, okay. Uh, definitely in colleges. Yeah. And I think the Giants also use this, like... Um, down. Yeah, every time. <laughs> it's almost, like, too much. And if, like... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, 
It is. Unlike it is the Rangers where it's. No Darud songs. Darud is my number two. The other part of the live version of this that is awesome is the part where he's like, they do the echo on his like vocals. It's like, that's the last time you will, 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 will. Boom. Yeah. Yep. That's fucking great. Yep. Yeah, this song's cool as hell live. Did, did yeah. anybody notice that Cliff's uh, solo sounded like Chris singing uh, Shortest Straw? Sorry. All right, Mitch. Mitch, we got to keep this moving, baby. Give me their number three. Here we go. All right, number three, sanitarium. Let's move on. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're in the doubles mode now. Okay. Mike, you want to, anything to say about Sanitarium or would you like to give us your number three? All right, my three is Blackened. <laughs> oh, we are going to fucking move through this. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you're a psychopath who just listened to the last episode, we have talked about this song ad nauseum already. <laughs> so keep it moving. Dave, what's your number three? All right, so my number three is Creeping Death. And so this is my, this is where I have a note regarding the first time that I saw there Metallica. You go. So. Mitch and I went to what was called Garden State Art Center at the time. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I it was my first show, I think, ever. Live music show ever. Um, Mitch, you had saw the, them with GNR the year before, I think, or something. But so we had lawn seats. And for those that aren't familiar with the setup of this, it's like, you know, your, your typical outdoor general stadium sloping down and the lawn seats is basically just these this hill in the back um, and totally sold out, completely packed. You carve out your space on the lawn. And it was, it was Danzig, Suicidal Tendencies, and Metallica was the show. Um, so enjoyed getting a chance to see Danzig sing Mother, which was cool, but... Suicidal Tendency is not an event. But then Metallica comes on. And like, for me, who has been listening to this band and just like so fucking pumped, it was, my memory honestly mirrors, Mitch, what you described in the GNR show, which was that chant. And it felt like the chant went on for 15 minutes. Like, and and, and I don't mean that to be like it went on too long. Like, it it was just, it was freaking amazing. And, and, because James was basically, like, he would have cut it short if the crowd wasn't responding. But, like, the energy and commitment from, I don't even know how many thousands of people were at that show, was was pretty impressive. So, that's all I got. Sick. I, 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 won't, I won't belabor this any longer. My number three is also Creeping Death, Song hey. Rules. <laughs> uh, number two, Russ, tell us your number two. Um, guess what it is. It's a Creeping Death. It's creeping down. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love this song so much for everything we already talked about. So I, om- I almost, I was like, is this number one? Is it number two? Is it number one? Is it number two? But since I made duty in my underwear, I made it number two. So makes sense. Makes sense. Was that before or after somebody touched your soft spot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Okay. Mitch, what is your right. number two? My number two is Four Horsemen. Woo. Um, Whoa. Hi. 
One of my all-time favorite Metallica songs, obviously. It might be my top three all-time Metallica songs. Um, <laughs> it just, might be? Might be, yeah. <laughs> I think it is. Do you understand um, what we've been doing here? <laughs> <laughs> He's confused. It's like, there's four in the name, but it's number two. Uh, he doesn't, he can't. That's what that's what I call an anti joke. Anyways, um, I love I love it. Keep them coming. Okay, love it. So between the riffing, like that main riff, it's just so catchy. It's fun to play. You hear it. Like I just want to headbang instantly when I hear it. It's it's awesome. Um, The the middle part at like three like halfway through the song around like the third minute or something or the fourth minute, it's just absolutely amazing. The chanting in the song is great. Uh, I just I I love the song, and I can remember first getting the Kill 'Em All album. Um, I got it at like Christmas time. Uh, I got it with Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, uh, Nirvana, Nevermind, and Pearl Jam Ten. That was like the pack that I got for Christmas, and I remember just sitting in the corner of my bedroom and listening to all those albums for like an entire day straight. And I kept going back to Four Horsemen because I had never heard anything like it at the time. And that- this album is not on my top 10, obviously, but it was in my top 28. And I was laughing because I had mistyped it when I was going back to resort it. And it was the, the four hours. <laughs> oh, you mean the, the name of this podcast that we're doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which would have been appropriate for this. Oh, podcast, my God. So. I'm surprised Mitch didn't pick the mechanics by uh, Megadeth instead. Yeah, this is technically not a Metallica song that you picked. <laughs> he missed. He missed that anti joke. I love that. I agonized. So I, 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 I had actually never heard him. Never. I knew Mechanics existed, but I never listened to it. And I listened to it right before this podcast, and I was just like, "Yeah, okay, no, this is Horseman is the better one." <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad, right? It's like way too fast. Yeah, yeah, it's fast. It just sounds like garbage. The singing. No, that doesn't sound like garbage. It's just not my style. I agonized over putting this in the list. Like this was so close for me. I, uh, I, I, I agree. I agree with all your points about the riffs and like it. It's the middle part is super cool. And again, it kind of like gets quiet and slow in the middle. Not slow. Gets quiet in the middle. A um, lot of energy. It's got that sort of raw production from Kill 'Em All. This is this is like great. It's a great song. End of statement. <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep it moving. It's Mike. Mike for number two. Sad but true. So oh, the song, wow. the song the definitely there. got some uh, wow. some mixed reviews earlier when Chris had it on his list. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just fun. Love. I just love the song. It's just a great song. It's your third. It's not third black it, album song. Yeah, yeah. It's not the most interesting technically, but I just like how heavy it is. Um, Love the vocal part, solos. I also like got into Metallica more with the Black Album first, so yeah, that's probably also why it's it's so high. It's in the appropriate spot, number two. <laughs> yeah, all my uh, all my picks have to be equal to the track numbers on the albums that they're on. <laughs> wow, I was going more with like feces, but sure. <laughs> God, they hate this song so much. I like this song. I had it in my top 10. I had a number eight. 
I'm actually, I'm a little surprised it's number two. Like, that is really high. Um, but good for you. Fucking own that, man. Nobody? V- VCs. There you go. Next. <laughs> Boo. Dave, number two. All right. Number, my number, my number deuce is battery. Shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, clearly there's nothing else really to add here. We talked about it, but uh, yeah, clearly I love it. Then let me, I'm not sure if this is the first one. It may be the first one that has now appeared on all of our lists because I have this as my number two as well. Fuck yeah. Nice. Um, yes. Talked a lot about this, I guess, probably when Russ and Mitch had it on theirs. And Mike, you had it at five on yours. Um, th- this is like pinnacle thrash music. This is so good. I just, I love it. End of, end, end of statement. I mean, Jesus, like this fucking song is so <laughs> sick. Um, and like, we didn't even talk about, again, like the middle part. Metallica's is great at the middle part of songs. I don't know what it is. Like the, you need a break mm-hmm. from that main riff and they hit you with this fucking unbelievable just middle section that just takes you someplace else but then perfectly yeah. like pulls you back to where you started. It's massive. Yeah, the, the riff after the second chorus is always great. Yeah. Almost <laughs> yeah. always. It's just. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if I had a drum, I would do a drum roll because we're now at number one. Russ, what is your number one Metallica song of all time? All right. Number one has, has been mentioned at this point. Um, my number one is Four Horsemen. Wow. Wow. It's Whoa. my favorite. It's my favorite Metallic song. Wow. I've always wow. loved, always fucking love this song so much. It's just like an epic thrash metal song to me. It's like, it has everything that I could possibly ever want in a song. I mean, it's like obviously one of my top songs ever of any band. So, yeah, it's my number one. Fantastic. Love it. Damn. Dave Mustaine oh, man, is man. shedding a single tear somewhere right now. Yeah. Not the mechanics. Four Horsemen. Yeah, but he he still wrote the Four Horsemen. James yeah. just changed all the lyrics afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How much, I wonder how much money he makes in rights and like writing royalty from these songs. Not bad, bro. To what he, no. From what he earns from <laughs> like, where does he make more money? Yeah, is it more or less? <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, give us your number one Metallica song of all time. All right. I am madly in anger with Master of Puppets. <laughs> oh. You almost got that us. Is my num- that is my number one. I don't know what else to say about it. We've already talked about it. So, Yeah. I, I mean, I had it at my, yeah. at my number five. And Russ and Mike both said they don't have it on their list. Which is bananas yeah. to me. But yeah. I mean, yeah. What else is there to say? Master Puppets. Go if you haven't yeah. heard it, go you should go listen to it. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> or you can watch old school if you want to listen to it and I was gonna say that before. <laughs> and see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mike, your turn. Your favorite Metallica song of all time. Favorite. My number one song number one. is one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it yeah. fucking is. I think I knew right away with my list, like it was it was this song. I don't think I really had to argue with myself. Wow. And, and like we said earlier, yep, yeah, good spot. 
Like wherever wherever this song lands, it's like, yep, I can see it. You know. Let's see. That's no, totally. Um, and mine is mop. So, uh, whatever. Mop. Same. Dude, business. is that what people say? I, that took me like a second to parse. <laughs> like, is that a song from Reload that I don't know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, is Dave trying to tell a joke? I don't understand the mop reference. <laughs> Went, gotta land that punchline. All right, Dave's number one Metallica song is Master of Puppets. I had a feeling it was going to be your number one for some reason. Yeah. Um, it's great. I mean, in the anti-climax of all anti-climaxes, I, I already had Master of Puppets number five. The one song I hadn't mentioned yet is Fade to Black. It's my number one Metallica there song. There you go. All this, right. This was a no question for me. Wow. This was like, number one is Fade to Black. How do I figure out the remaining nine songs? What's... The, like, yeah. It, it's... The, Everything I love every single thing about this song. It is, I think I said it before, perfect. It is a perfect fucking heavy metal song. Um, yeah. Similarly, I felt like my top four, which Faded Black is four for me, like that was easy as heck for me to be like, yep, those are the four. The order of those was fairly straightforward. It was it was five through ten that was had some question marks yeah, for sure is there any number ones that didn't make someone's list i don't think so let's see uh, master puppets oh four yeah horsemen. yeah map mop mop and i didn't have i didn't have one whoa you did, wow. did not have yeah one. you're the only one yeah i think you're the only one that didn't That's, have it that is correct it's actually kind of kind of crazy kind of crazy mitch that that number that number ones are not on our yeah, the rest of it is a little somewhere wild. I feel like that's par for the course for these lists, right? It, for, for 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 whatever reason, for Metallica, that feels odd. I mean, I, don't I know. mean, to me, uh, like when we're doing a dark dark tranquility list, yeah, right. I, I would fully expect it, but yeah, like a lot of people would consider one to be like their episode six six six, you know, but. Obviously, we all yeah. we all don't feel that way. So, do you mean they're they're uh, stand ablaze? <laughs> exactly. Okay, that song does fucking rule. Um, let's see. Should we should we recap? Do we want to recap? Is that is that worthwhile? I think now at the end of our epic journey today, and past few sure, episodes. you do like rattle them off. Like everybody do yeah, their sure, just, rattle just, off just, their top 10. Yeah, let's walk the listener back through our top 10s. Let's kill some more time and then we can close it out. All right. So since I went first, I'll yeah. do my. So 10 for me was Battery. Nine was One. Eight was Dire's Eve. Seven was Phantom Lord. Six, Trapped Under Ice. Or Trapped Under the Ice, depending on what you think. Uh, five was Damage Incorporated. <laughs> Four, Fade to Black. Three was For Whom the Bell Tolls, Two Creeping Death, and number one was The Four Horsemen. Sick. Mitch? So my number 10 was Memory Remains. <laughs> no, it was uh, The Ecstasy of Gold, uh, Creeping Death, Eight was Bread Fan, Nine, or Seven is Battery, Six is Blackened, Five is Am I the Evil, Four is Unforgiven, <laughs> Three is Sanitarium, otherwise known as Welcome Home. Two is four hours, man. And number one is mop. 
High quality stuff. <laughs> nice. Mike, lead us, lead us down the path here. So starting with number 10, Dyer's Eve, Un- The Unforgiven, Fight Fire with Fire was eight, Through the Never, Ride the Lightning, Battery came at number five, Sanitarium, Blacken, number two was Sad But True, and number one was One. Boom. Dave, give us your 10. Nice. Seek and Destroy, Dyer's Eve, one. Seven was Phantom Lord, and Sanitarium, Blackened, four, Fade to Black, three, Creeping Death, two, Battery, and one, Master of Puppets. Sick. And uh, closing out, my top 10 is, uh, number 10 is Motor Breath, number nine is Bread Fan, eight is Shortest Straw, seven is Sad But True, six is one, five is Master of Puppets, four is Blackened, three is Creeping Death, two is Battery, and my number one song is Fade to Black. Uh, A lot of repeats in here couple of random ones. Um, but again, I think Russ, you said a bunch of times, like picking your top Metallica songs is like an impossible task, basically. There's just too many to choose from. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we did it. We did the impossible. <laughs> we finally did it. And there'll be a poll on our website. You get to pick which one of us had the best list. <laughs> to figure yes. out how to do that. Our so- we'll talk to our social media manager. <laughs> Guys, uh, uh, an extremely huge thank you to our guests uh, for joining us, for putting a lot of work into this. Honestly, I, you guys put a ton of fucking work in, a lot of really good thought. Really appreciate you joining us. Mitch, thank you. Mike, thank you very much for, for joining the pod. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And for the intro riff. We love it. <laughs> cool. Glad to hear. And Sir. Mitch, any comments? I feel like you're trying to find a mute. Go Ronnie. Oh, God. <laughs> that will be the next podcast we do is top worst 10 worst Metallica top, songs. Yes. Worst Metallica songs. We'll try I, to do that one. We should do it. A little bit more quickly. Thank you, <laughs> the listener, for listening. Yes. Talk thanks. to you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Count it. <laughs>